In this episode of The Full Nerd, Steam Deck reviews light hash rate malware and AMD, ARM, and Intel decide to get along. Welcome to episode 208 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And, of course, Adam Patrick Murray running the uh, vertical and horizontal. You know, I, I, I keep seeing this every week. I keep seeing this every week. I know it's not an official topic, but people are like, oh, GPU prices. GPU prices are going down. I looked on, on Central Computer, a local shop here, and on Newegg, and I, I could get a 3060 for $400. Is that is that a deal? Thirty fifty or thirty sixty? Thirty sixty. Really? 30, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Thirty fifty. Thirty fifty. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Thirty fifty. <laughs> yeah. Thirty sixty. Go for it. Thirty fifty. Uh, what, what do you think, Brad? I mean, that's good for these days, I guess. I think when Hardware unboxed this value proposition thing, they said that with today's market, although this was a couple months ago, uh, three seventy five would be a good point for that. Uh, I personally would still be very hesitant to pay four hundred dollars for a ten eighty p card. It's it's still uh I mean that's, that's it's getting there <laughs> it's getting though right better. it's yeah. I mean it's better than it was but yeah, yeah. I mean yeah it, it, so that that's the weird thing is that for me like when when I keep seeing those headlines or those videos people are like oh yeah GPU prices are going down you know it like makes me cry like I'm like oh my god really are we are we this yeah. close could could we be this close and then I look at the uh. prices and I'm still like oh well you know <laughs> still <laughs> Still yeah, that's high. what was that two hundred and fifty dollar card theoretically. So that's still one hundred and fifty dollars more than that. So yeah, well, I mean these, these were you know custom designs. So well, I, I guess mm-hmm. they didn't make a reference of the thirty fifty, right? No. So no. does that factor in? Because the reference is always cheaper than custom designs, correct? For the most yeah. Part. Well, what Nvidia tends to do is they tend to have their partners do a single one at MSRP price that's doesn't have all the bells and whistles, uh, okay. uh, and then they have the you know, custom ones for fifty plus dollars more. Hmm. Okay, all right. So, so if you think of that, so two fifty at the the base, three hundred at like a custom nice one. So then, then we're about like a yeah. hundred hundred bucks off from a you know a nicer custom one. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'm still I'm still real hesitant to say go buy thirty fifty at four hundred dollars. You're right. I, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like. Yeah, no, it just, you know, it's, it's going to, it's, if I ever start seeing GPUs at MSRP, I'm going to start to cry. Like, I, it's just going to well up inside of me. I'm just going to go down on my knees and just, you know, go like this and just start crying. So I'm just, I'm just looking back to the days where after the last crypto bubble burst and then all those RX 580s were available for like 120 bucks new. And I'm like, oh, if I only knew then what I knew now. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I know. It would be cool just to like buy five of them and just give them the people at, at the cost. They were. <laughs> I, you know, would you go, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you, Brad. I, I, it would, it would still pain me as much as I understand what the 3050 is and, and where it goes. It would pay me to pay four hundred dollars. Would you step up to? Oh, hmm, this is a bundle. Uh, thirty sixty elite gigabyte ORS thirty sixty elite elite. Why the hell are they showing with a motherboard six hundred bucks? But it looks like it's generally about six hundred dollars. I would not with a bundle. There are twelve. There are twelve gig cards with a bundle. Yeah. Is it a nice motherboard? What's the motherboard? Actually, yeah. So you got to subtract the price of the motherboard, right? Oh, yeah, so I mean, if you're doing five twenty M, so it's what arguably a hundred dollar motherboard, maybe one hundred and twenty five to mm-hmm. be generous. 
So I, it's about five hundred dollars. I mean, but it feels to me well. That's actually not bad because you're really getting a thirty sixty for basically five hundred dollars. Yeah. Would you? I mean, that's not so bad. I mean, I mean, it's not great. You're talking no. about a sixty class card for what an eighty class card cost two generations ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. It hurts. I still, I would still not be in the market with where it's at right now, personally. Anyway, All I'd right. get an Xbox. I'd, I'd stream. I'd do whatever. I GeForce now, or yeah. <laughs> or buying a Steam Deck, right? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, Brad, <laughs> official update. People are wondering: Do we? Does PC World have a Steam Deck yet in house to do a review? Steam, PC World does not have a Steam Deck, which is a big bummer. Uh, so yeah, we don't have any personal hands-on impressions. Uh, but they came out this week. Uh, one of our writers, Michael Kreider, did a big, huge explainer, everything you need to know about it. So if you're thinking about picking one up, I'd highly recommend checking that out. You kind of looked at everybody else's reviews. Uh, if you remember the hardware reviews from Linus and Steve over at Gamers Nexus came out last month, sometime last month. Yeah, something like that. And generally pretty favorable. Uh, couldn't get the full review experience at that point. Steam Deck launched earlier this week. Yeah, earlier this week. Uh, and so the full reviews came out from huge number of sites. It's kind of sites that review video games and stuff, not just looking at hardware. And still very favorable overall, but a bit more of a mixed bag. Uh, it's definitely, the, the reviews I've read consider it like a great accessory piece for PC gamers. Uh, like, there's nothing else like this that's ever existed as far as the PC gaming space at this price, all that, everything that was said about the hardware still applicable. Uh, there are a bunch of rough edges as far as game compatibility goes, as far as some of the interface and stuff goes, like there's some complaints around that point. And also as far as how loud the fan is, Mm -hmm. but other than that, uh, the general consensus seems to be if you're already a PC gamer and you're not scared of tinkering with graphic settings to try to get the higher resolutions, if you're not scared of turning on AMD FSR, which is globally available for SteamOS, stuff like that, like you'll generally be more happy than not with this. Well, also the um, I the I I guess I was surprised software wise. I mean, there's a couple things software wise, obviously, but I, the the thing I was surprised with, especially watching Digital Foundry, they were showing the the overlay, the Steam overlay. You can enable a ton of different stat readouts, and they they just mm-hmm. actually look like Reva statistics. I like that kind of like settings to look at. But there's also yep. a hard cap of thirty, which they usually recommend. Uh, and Digital Foundry did testing between. The Steam Deck's hard cap of thirty and hard capping it in a game, you know, uh, you know what I mean, kind of what you're going to get there, Uh, and then yeah, there's just like enough in there to tinker uh, Mm -hmm. that that I I I think it it makes it kind of fun. And really, you know, hardware wise, just to go back to hardware for a second, I guess the it seems like with the games that are compatible, right? That's the other thing uh, is that the Nintendo Switch is usually about comparable power-wise to like an xbox 360 ps3 era typically mm-hmm. where the steam deck is about comparable to xbox one ps4 era yeah uh quality wise so i mean to, to think of getting last gen consoles i mean that are just a year old you know the, the new gen just started like in mm-hmm. the palm of your hand is 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 pretty damn crazy pretty damn crazy you know, I, I think the only real review I really got to watch was Sean Halster's over at The Verge. And it's pretty good because he talked about, you know, battery life. And it sounds like you 
you sort of push it pretty hard and it's maybe two hours at oh, best. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, but once again, like, I still, you know, all the, all the things I, I see people, people say, too, is like, like, do you really want to sit down and play the newest AAA games on that? Like, you know, can can you expect to just be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to play Elden Ring on my Steam Deck and get two hours of battery right. life? I mean, like, you can, but you, you just have to know what you're getting into, right? Like, it's not like I it's think- un- not doable. I think it's incre- incredibly encouraging that Elden Ring does run as well as it does on Steam Deck, which right? yeah. multiple Steam Deck owners have already confirmed. Uh, and I agree with you. Like, if I'm playing Elden Ring, I'm primarily playing it on my PC. But I would love to have a Steam Deck available to go hang out on the bus. On the bus, yeah, and get through the next boss. Uh, I would not want to sit there and play it for two hours straight, I think, on a Steam Deck. <laughs> but that's that's the point of a Steam Deck. It's an accessory kind of device. Any concerns over how rough it is? I don't because I think everybody sort of expected it to be rough. Uh, hardware or software wise? Well, I mean the hardware is fine. It looks like, but if you don't have, basically you you have Valve, they have Steam Library. Probably the vast majority of the games really don't seem to support it that well. Does I mean, that, how much how much of the, of that is deterrence to to it? I mean, I, I would say, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, the, the, I was just listening to the newest Giant Bombcast, and they were they were talking about how the the biggest one of the biggest problems they have is that the games that aren't supported, you can install them, you download them from your Steam library, you install, you hit play, and then it just hangs and then and then goes back. There's no pop up that says, "Oh, hey, sorry, this game is not supported," or you need to do something. It's just like you hit play and then it doesn't work, you know. So, but I mean, there's that's yeah i mean yeah it's one of those things where there's obviously officially listed ones there's you know ones that aren't officially listed but still work and then the ones that just don't work at all uh you know and it's with a huge library i mean you know they got to start somewhere but i i think it is in valve's best interest they want to sell you games they don't care if you play on your pc on your steam deck they want to sell you games i bet they're they are just going to go hot and hard with getting the the most used games on steam out the out the door you know yeah, but I saw. I think the one concern is, you know, Valve's corporate culture is to they're practically a co-op, right? That's sort of they're famous for being very hands-off and, and letting people do the things that they do best. And sometimes when you are making a flat-out consumer product, I mean, is this is this going to be interpreted as a consumer product? Do they need to come down hard and just enforce like, hey, your ain't your stuff ain't working? You need to pass just, you know, I. And that's just, they're not going to do that. They're I mean, yeah, that's. That. I mean, but that's I mean, not. But, but that, that's why Proton. I mean, you know, like as long as as long as they can get it to a spot where Proton will do the rest of the work, you know, and like I I I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about what that means or you know how, like how developers it's going to impact developers, but I think you know it's like they they can come they can meet them halfway, right? <laughs> they they can be like, hey, listen, okay. Maybe you don't need to go the extra effort to make sure that it, it runs awesome on a Steam Deck, but at least meet us halfway. At least meet us so that Proton can can do the rest kind of thing. I guess. I just think when you have such a vast library of that, it's going to be pretty tough because some developers are like, I'm in college now. <laughs> I mean, that game when I was like 12, right? I'm not going to go back yeah. and mess with it now. It'll so. depend on how Proton gets it going. Yeah, but some of those uh, older games might not ever work well. But Proton's actually like doing a lot of work. Uh, if you go to Proton DB, Proton Database, Proton DB, they'll give you. You can look at overall how well does things work on BS Proton, so Linux, SteamOS. 
and something like 80% or 70, 70 to 80% of the top 1,000 games are playable, at least, on Proton. So, you know, that's pretty decent, I think, especially for day one launch of if you want to consider this a console. I've seen Linus call it that. If you want to consider it a console, then uh, that's a pretty huge, you know, day one opening opening Wait, lineup, many, right? What was the percentage of that that ran it? Of that what, top one thousand, uh, I can I, I can open I, it I up think and it was, check it right was now. It's roughly games. seventy to eight. It's about three hundred seventy. But I mean, well, Proton DB is a little bit different. Uh, geez, they have changed their front page. Uh, but it sounds like it's if we're talking about three to four hundred, even if it's six hundred dot six hundred games, you're still talking a well, but uh, a library so, of forty thousand, fifty thousand. I know, I know. But titles. if you look at it the other way, the Nintendo sixty four launched with like two games. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yeah. in in on one side, you have game consoles that launch with you know, like uh, upwards of maybe at the best case fifty games. Yeah, no, best case. that's a plus. And then know. I guess the question is, and I think that's probably why it'll work and why people are fine with it not being a like if you got a switch that kind of work like some things work, some things don't. Mm-hmm. That would not that would not be acceptable because that really is, and that the argument for that is that is a game console because. Game consoles, I mean, maybe part of this. I mean, I'm saying this just to tweak Elena here, but game console <laughs> people are not like, I don't want to mess with it. I just, the, what I've often heard is, I just want it to work. I don't want to download updates and drivers. Yeah. That's why I buy a console. Everything works, right? Oh, exactly. Nice. Well, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. This, uh, that's an argument for why this isn't a console, because I, this is a well, handheld PC, and you got to tweak it, and some things just ain't going to work for a while possibly ever i've, I've heard that question i you know because I've, I've watched videos but then you know listen to podcasts also a friend of the show will smith uh on his tech podcast had on uh norman chan and uh wes fenland from pc gamer or norman chan's from tested wes fenland pc gamer because uh, they both had their own hands-on impressions and and i think that was one of the questions will asked was like hey listen if you put this in front of somebody who is not a pc gamer what can can they you know, is it going to be easy to use? And both of them were like, hell yes, straight across, except for the games that just don't work. There's, you hit, you download <laughs> well, it, you hit play, that... and it doesn't play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, but I mean, also, I will say, the uh, you know, you can go on the Steam Deck verified list. Right now, the official verified number is 521. 521 are, are verified, and you, and that, that is surfaced at the OS level layer when you go in to download games. I mean, it's different if you log into your own game library and you're just like, oh, I've got my library, download, you know, that's different than buying new games, of course, but, you know, like, I, I think I think it's more of a surface level, oh, hey, by the way, we need to, they need to do better to show you, okay, this this one runs well, this one doesn't, or this yeah. one doesn't have support at all. Like, that. that's, I think once you hit that, then it's like, oh, okay. You know, but also that's assuming. I mean, I, I I still feel like the the vast majority of people who are buying this have Steam accounts, are are going on and and paying you know upwards of five hundred dollars and are ready to take that plunge. I don't think we're to the point where it's at Best Buy and somebody's just no. like, oh cool, let's pick this up, you know, and like just being like, what the hell, my games don't work, you know. So it's right now it's still very much a hardcore thing. Right. I think if they sold this through Best Buy, there'd be a lot of returns. But selling it yeah. through Steam changes that. Right. I mean, and it's very much. Is it like VR? But honestly, VR was more curated because you just basically got games that told you oh. in in the Steam library. I'm wondering if they're doing that in Steam. We're just saying, hey, these 
I'm sure that there must be filtering. Like these they, are games that work. Well, they, they have a right? filter in the store, but they don't have the filter yet for your library. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to be able to because, just load into your library and be like, oh, just give me the verified Steam Deck games. I think that's it's crazy. It's crazy to me that that was not a priority to have available on day one. <laughs> like that's nuts. That should be bare minimum. Well, but for what it's worth, it sounds like like everyone who I know who has one of these things who is through the review process. Uh, like the updates are coming fast and furious throughout this. Uh, I think Steve mentioned it on his Gamers Nexus video that just came out, where they were saying stuff like that just for the Steam Deck. Like we need a way to sort for good good on Steam Deck, and that came in the store like a day or two before it launched. So you know, uh, it sounds like they're still coming fast and furious. Yeah, on at least on the the, the folks over at Giant Bomb, they said the they got updates to the Steam Deck. One of the days they got like three updates in one day. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's it's a little you know <laughs> coming yeah. hard and quick, uh, but <laughs> I still think it's super encouraging. Like I was, we had this talk when the first reviews came out, and I think this is all super encouraging. I still think it does. Still think it is. Still think it does. Like I'm excited about this. It's definitely like when it first came out, I called it a Nintendo Switch for PC nerds, and I think this really just like crystallizes that. Like mm-hmm. it's like a Nintendo Switch. But you're going to have to have a Steam account. You're going to have to feel comfortable, you know, knowing you can turn down graphic settings in some games. You're going to have to put up with a couple bugs till Valve gets its act together in the interface. Uh, if you want to, you can go in and even limit, like, how many watts the APU draws and stuff like that. So it's, like, yeah. definitely for PC nerds. But I, I think it's awesome. But what? isn't that, I mean, a really, really tiny audience, though? PC nerds that actually want to take their Steam library and play on the road I mean, or on the bus. I, I, I would see it as more like there's the desktop users, right? You know, like we're just like, I, I got my games on my ultra powerful rig. And then there's like more like the laptop users who are like, oh, you know, I'm already I'm already used to kind of, you know, a, a more a, a different kind of experience than the desktop users. I think it's more akin to a laptop kind of user, which people just are like the idea of portability, right? I think this is a kind of an offshoot of that. And like, there's plenty of people who play on laptop. Well, there's more. Yeah, there's more people who play on laptop. Yeah, yeah, than desktop. So there's more laptop gamers, arguably, probably than actual desktop gamers. So I, based on sales, yeah, I, I see this, you know, as, as yeah, a, kind of a, a different way to look at it like that. Yeah, I think Valve was talking to PC Gamer too, and they said, "Yeah, we're making tens of thousands of them per month at this point. But within a month or two, we're going to be pumping out hundreds of thousands of these per month." So Valve, or thinks it's going to be a success at least. Oh, also, I'm I'm sorry. Their correction, uh, Uzi thirty eight says uh, that there is a filter in your game library to to filter between verified playable and unsupported. So I, I guess that is that has come now. So oh, that's good. Yeah, it's you know you sort of saw that with the VR. When VR first rolled out, do you, do you think though that like clearly there's a lot of hype behind this? There's a lot of success. This is hardware that Valve itself is selling. I mean, I know there's some very small competitors that probably are have been put out of business by this. Mm-hmm. Do you think seeing you know clearly the interest? I don't know if it's a financial success yet, but there's definitely a, a, a an excitement interest. Should would you expect Microsoft, who who clearly still owns PC gaming for the most part, should they step in here and like, hey, you know what this this is a doesn't compete with anything we do. We only have desktop. Let's let's make our own version of the of the Steam Deck, except running I, Windows OS. I would say more importantly, they they're in talks to get Game Pass working on the Steam Deck. 
Because I think that's where Microsoft cares. They they, they mm. probably don't want to make a whole new OS. They're just like, you know what? Actually, if you get Game Pass on anything, <laughs> then, well, not, then that's what they want. Let's make sure. I need to understand. So Game Pass is not GeForce Experience. That no, is part of it is. Part you, of it if, is. Yeah, yeah. If you pay for Game Pass Ultimate, you get access to the cloud versions. But also Game Pass is like you pay a certain fee. You get access to the, the newest games locally or in the cloud if you get the full. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's a I'm not, I'm not sure if they would ever... Microsoft put a ton of effort into its games running seamlessly on Linux, <laughs> but I would not be surprised if they're very interested in getting the cloud apps for running through the uh, browser. I mean, they, 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 I mean, there was all those reports about them pushing real hard for, to get Game Pass on Nintendo, you know? Like, That's true. Like, yeah, but, so. stream, but I, I think the thing is sort of your, since Game Pass is really sort of like subscription, downloadable classic on my gaming computer, as well as steamed or streamed versions they're sure as hell not going to ask developers to go in and make native no of course not of nintendo course versions not. right so it's basically we want you to be able to get our so people understand this we want you to be able to get your rg force experience yeah. GeForce now on your device we don't we don't care to run on these kind of weird you know sets of hardware and so that to me is, is clearly a big difference what i'm saying is like well maybe they go like you know what there's a real market here let's make let's make a, a real handheld you know microsoft gaming xbox that I mean, runs windows there's been reports for a long time i mean i i would love it hell yeah more yeah. competition in this space bring it do do i, I think they'll do it mm. yeah yeah i would love to see it but i would not be surprised if microsoft went that route it was a portable xbox rather than a handheld gaming pc like this i would still love to see an xbox branded surface laptop kind of a deal where it's totally focused on gaming i've done an article about that before that i could see them doing yeah but i think if they do a handheld it would be a portable xbox basically also side note right now part you know and this could always change right now part of uh you know the the plan for for uh the the, the folks over at xbox they're still releasing all of first party stuff on steam so they're like hey listen we want people on game pass but now forza forza horizon holly you know uh, halo infinite all, all the all the main games from xbox are also coming uh to to steam as well so uh, and a lot of those work just fine with uh yeah steam forza OS. horizon 5 pe- people are enjoying uh, halo infinite doesn't work right now but you know like I, th- I think it's something that that they'll definitely get around uh but how much of do you think? Mm. Well, I don't want to take us too far I'm, off, but how much? Of I'm, you, not, I'm not sure they would get around that. Just to start, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Gordon. Don't. I don't think they'll necessarily get around that for Halo Infinite because Microsoft uses its own anti-cheat software. Uh, and again, I don't know if they'll invest a bunch into Steam. Uh, just today, Mike Kreider put a piece up. Bungie says we're not working to support Steam Deck with Destiny Two, and if you try to get around it, we will actively ban you. So don't don't mess around with Destiny yeah, Two on the Steam it. Deck. <laughs> yeah, what's the? It's just what's the rationale? That they just don't want it to lead to exploits for cheating. They didn't explain a rationale. We asked, and they have not answered. I, I was just thinking because you know it is really weird to see Microsoft or offering games on Steam. EA offers us games on Steam. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then, you know, Valve saying, hey, you know, we would love to get, you know, the, the Microsoft, whatever, whatever, I can't even think of the name for the Xbox service. Mm-hmm. Xbox cloud gaming, oh, really straightforward. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm wondering, though, if it's part of that is because they see the trouble that Apple and Google are getting into with their closed 
you know, systems of especially Apple, right? Because they they they're they got the government all on their back and the government never gets off your back once it's on there. So it just feels like yeah, let's all get along and if you want to buy our product because it's good, then you should just buy it. Not we're going to lock you out of stuff. So I'm wondering if that's I think that, that that's I think that's right up there with what Valve would do and suggest in the way they'd act. I mean, the fact they they themselves say this is a Linux PC, man. They think you do on a Linux PC, you can do on this. So I, I've Microsoft started, or whoever. Yeah, I've started seeing people do some very interesting things uh, on mm-hmm. because it's Linux. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm just kind of thinking like, wouldn't it be in Microsoft's best interest to say like, hey, you know, we love this hardware. By the way, here's a version of Windows 11 for it to run DirectX games. I mean, but and and, and because it's Windows 11 based, you could just get Steam on it, and theoretically that would work too. So I, like, I don't I don't think it's a you know, like that's not going to hopefully I don't think they would do a, something where they're like, hey, we make our own thing. It's Windows 11 based. It's only Xbox Game Pass or something like that. Like, I don't think they'd do that. No, <laughs> no. But I'm just trying to think like I always kind of think because, you know, companies really like to mess with each other and f- try to find ways to flip their own weapons on themselves. To me, if Microsoft came out and actually put some developer resources behind making a Steam Deck version of Windows that is optimized for basically more games that will run more games in the actual steam os that to me is like oh that's isn't that you know of course valve doesn't care because they still get the revenue through the you know yeah. i mean honestly i think they would like that i think valve would be like you right know, i mean that, yeah. i mean again that's but that's that's part of again that sort of like co-op openness of of their 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 corporate view of the world is it should just be yeah sure if they want to if they want to use steam deck against us by offering windows on there that's great you know, mm-hmm. that's, but I'm just kind of thinking like, it's very much like when we had Steam boxes and we had Windows PCs built on the same hardware. Yep. Those Windows gaming PCs outsold those Steam boxes like probably a hundred to one, if that. Of course. More than that. Yeah. So I'm just, I just kind of wonder if that's, we're going to see the same result here again. That'd be cool to see Valve and Microsoft slugging it out over $500 portable PCs. That'd be great. So I'm not against that. But, I would have trouble seeing Microsoft invest all those resources into making just a, like a Steam Deck-ish interface. And like that would take a lot of customization of Windows to have it just work out of the box. Like Valve's putting a ton of work into SteamOS. So I don't know. That would be, that'd be really weird for Microsoft to do that. But I'd be down for it if they did. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, and bring back uh, Rumor 2, friend of the show, says uh, bring back the, the Zoom or Zune, uh, yeah. naming. Microsoft Zune. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it was music-based, yeah, yeah. But also, one of the other things, you know, uh, St- uh, Valve has already said, like, oh, you know what, we're already looking at new Steam Deck stuff. We're all already looking at the feature, and I think a lot of people have been like, oh, sweet, Steam Deck 2, maybe I should hold off for that, OLED screen or something like that. I actually think that means more like, you know what, actually, I think we're lo- going to look to to reignite, a, you know, a, a, a little desktop box kind of thing. Like, imagine a Nook with with this kind of power like hey those those nooks man people you know uh, elena even really misses the the not the nooks that are right now but the the, the, the nooks that are you know like yep. a sandwich <laughs> yeah because yeah uh, you, you get that the steam dock right you know just <laughs> some little some little thing you you because i mean that that would work for an entertainment center that would work you know like those those little those little uh old school nooks are, are awesome That'd yeah. be cool. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect a second Steam Deck like the handheld one for a few years, man. They gotta let this marinate a bit. 
Also, but I think Nuck I could, would be awesome. Yeah, I could see them. Unlike the Switch, I could see them not really doing like generational things. Like more like an iPhone, where oh, it's it's the i you know it's the Steam Deck of this you know twenty twenty three Steam Deck you know upgrades the screen or something like that. Like rather than calling yeah. it a Steam Deck two and be a traditional console cycle thing. You know, that's my guess, yep. but I don't know. Huh. I I could see that too. Interesting stuff. Interesting times. I I guess so, yeah. I I'm just being a a hater as you would call me but i'm just sort of like it's i have i have seen so many failures of so many so many attempts to try to push out beyond keyboard mouse pc and mostly for our for us it's desktop pc but you know clearly lap gaming laptops are real a real thing now but i've never seen anybody succeed pushing PC gaming outside of that, so that's why I am extremely, extremely cynical about anything. But, but ever wouldn't working. you want it? Wouldn't I do want it. it. I do like, wanting it. If, but imagine if the the Steam Deck did get mainstream success. You could walk into a Best Buy. It it just is awesome. Yes, yes, I I would like it. I would love to see it. But also, I'm just saying I have seen way too many failures in watching this, and everyone. Everybody comes in with all kinds of high hopes and a lot of promises. This is different because this is Valve, but I'm just saying all of those other failures have just sort of taught me, like, yeah, I'll believe. I'm not always hopeful of anything, any other. This could possibly be the only thing that breaks out of there, but it hasn't broken out of orbit yet. Well, I I would say, I mean, this is also, you got to think about it, too. I mean, we're coming at it from the PC angle, but also, you know, I I review those small little Linux, you know, retro gaming mm-hmm. devices i actually think it's growing out of that market too and that market is very big like the, there there are so many of those devices that are coming out there's a lot of people buying those you know and then of course you step up to the aya neos and you know that kind of thing that's even wow. more, more niche but who's doing know. all the game development on those platforms i mean they're they're not they're, they're all they're all retro man what oh oh so the expensive part of that not just the cheap hardware the expensive part of that all the development it, that's the free part and that's that's not a success that is you know i mean the success is that it's getting a lot of devices in hands it's you getting know. a lot yeah, of devices yeah. i guess i'm saying the challenge is like making like oh hey i'm ubi i need to make money see i gotta pay people to do stuff and i kind of think the you know like yeah sure they're never gonna you know i i, I just they're just i'm just being cynical because i've seen so <laughs> many failures believe me the hype train guards moving at high speed and it feels painful because you got. It's better to jump off of it at five miles an hour than when it go when it's going fifty uh, miles an hour. Or so, I was just looking. There's a tool that you can go to uh, Valve release that's Steam Deck games that are playable on your library. So you sign in, and it looks at your actual library. And for me, I have four or five hundred games. I'm not sure it's not in this interface. And let's see, out of those four or five hundred games. Only 26 are unplayable considered uh, on the Steam Deck. Uh, about 100 are either verified or playable, so usable on the Steam Deck. And the rest are untested at this point, so they might be playable. They just don't know. Uh, and just, you know, for the first week out of the box, having a quarter of my library, you know, playable or verified, and only 20 titles, 25 titles that are unsupported, I think that's great. Yeah, that's and, and it's very fair too, right? Because any new... Any new handheld launch, any new console launch, there's like never any title support. So you basically sort of have that instant title support built in for launch. So that's a big plus. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that they are saying on the record that 
yeah, we're going to get to the point where we're going to make hundreds of thousands of these, then yeah, that to me is it's clearly moving. I mean, it's probably going to make it, right? Yeah, you know, and I again, mean, Valve, Valve yeah. has been working towards this for years. Like we're focusing on the hardware now because the hardware is coming out. But ever since Windows 8, so a decade plus at this point, when Windows 8 came out and everyone, Valve was one of the most vocal ones saying, hey, man, this is a walled garden. We don't like what Microsoft's doing. Fortunately, they walked that back with Windows 10. Uh, but ever since then, Valve has spent the past decade building SteamOS. It's been building Steam in-home streaming. It's been building up Proton, like making all this. So this could happen. So this is more than just, you know, Valve saying, hey, we made this. We're making 100,000 of them go by, and this is literally a decade of Valve putting effort in this fruition of it. So I think they are very much invested in it and want to see it succeed. Yeah. No, I mean, it's this This does look like the, the, the first thing that may actually break out of the, the classic oh. gotta-have-computer-in-front-of-me thing, you know? Oh, it hurts. One of the games that's not supported is Darksiders, and that would be so good on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. So would you, I mean, are, would you put your own money down on this after seeing all the reviews and the reaction from everybody that it's... I mean, Keith and I already did, so I'll catch it in that. Okay. Uh, but this, yeah, seeing everything now has got me even more excited. So, yeah. yeah. If, if if I could buy one and have it show up in the next couple of weeks, I would. Like, I'm not big on putting down money and waiting to get it sometime in the second half of this year. Hmm. Like, once they're actually more widely available, I plan on buying one. Most, I was just looking through, most of the unsupported games I have are VR games, too, which obviously doesn't run on this. Oh, interesting. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I have heard people trying to hack that, though, like strap a Steam Deck to your to, to your, to your belt and then put on a, a oh. you know, like, but that's the thing. It's it's a Windows or it's a Linux machine. It's It's just PC hardware. I like that idea of like, you know what? You want to try it? Just try it. Yeah. Who cares? You know, like make yeah. it into I love a, it. a server. You know, I, I, I love the spirit behind <laughs> using that as like a VR backpack that you can actually carry around. But you will blow chunks so hard trying to run VR off of that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's not it's not there. Yeah, I wonder if you could get you could buy the Valve Index for a thousand bucks. Get two or three of these, maybe hook them up and run like SLI Steam Decks to power your Valve Index. You know, somebody's, I'm sure somebody's already doing it. You know, doing it. the interesting thing is Index is a display port. So it has to be display port. So if you don't have display port, forget it. Original, the original Vive was HDMI, but the, the new, the actual uh, Steam Index or Steam, mm-hmm. it is, uh, is it, I can't remember what it's called. That tells you how much. Valve Index. Index yeah. is. It's a it's a display port which you don't actually see everywhere, especially uh, on laptops. Steam Deck is Display Port one point four. Yeah, I mean they probably support, need it because they yeah. needed you know just well because they haven't announced their dock yet. Like the, the, their dock is one of the things that, that's why I think like I, that's why I think the next thing is going to be a dockless Steam Deck, right? So it's just like oh, do you want do you want the Steam Deck you know that you can put in a dock and put on your TV if you want to you know and then you get the choice to play handheld or on a TV or a monitor. Or do you just, you want to save money, forgo the screen and the controls and all that stuff, and just have a little box that you put underneath? I, yeah, that's why I Steam think Dock. That, yeah, Steam Dock. <laughs> hmm. But cool. I, so, I yeah, will tell I'm, you, I'm excited by it. I have no interest in buying one because it's just not my play style. I, I'm again, I'm I'm one of the. I'm never going to leave my keyboard mouse monitor. It's just too hard to do that. So for me, so yeah. 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 I would love to have one sitting in my passenger seat while I'm like waiting to pick up my daughter from school. <laughs> <laughs> you do that in San Francisco and you got somebody breaking <laughs> into your car. 
Oh, is that a Steam well, Deck? With me, Hell with yeah. me, sitting with okay. me while I would pick it up. Brad, that that in San Francisco, you could be like, you'd be like, yoink! It'll be snatched out of your hand. Believe me, it's, it's nuts. So. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, oh. you know, hopefully, hopefully, if Keith, Keith or I, you know, I mean, we're, we're both listed as Q1, so hopefully we'll we'll get uh, our our email. Oh, soon. so soon then, sooner. I mean, hopefully, or yeah, so yeah, hopefully, we'll see. Okay, no, uh, I'm, I'm not being a hater. I'm just saying, you know, I I really do hope it it makes it. I just. I've seen so many failures in the past. I, I was way told. Also, hey, I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a win for for AM, or AMD hardware too. Like that that thing. Sure. Lo- looking at what the that custom ship can do, you know, that's yes, that's, sir. that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing, right? Because that that and, it, and you know, it really it does make you look forward to what what to expect out of APUs as well coming soon. So. I mean, imagine if a- AMD came out with their own like Nook alternative, right? You know. Uh, and and which was just like, hey, it's this this custom little uh, APU box that you that you put on you know on your they, monitor. They sell to too many consoles. I don't think they're ever going to do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and actually, uh-huh. you, you probably don't remember it, Adam, but there no, was a small sort of semi gaming focused Nook style machine. Like Sapphire made one. You know, they basically was a reference box that everybody kind of made, and it was mm-hmm. it was a you know integrated. It had higher end graphics, but you know. Again, it, yeah, you know what would be really awesome about the is to have a gaming nook, that really small one that can play games. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, you can't upgrade it, Adam. I don't want to buy it. You can't upgrade it. Oh, why didn't you just this? Uh, I could just buy a cheaper box and change my car. I just kind of then you run into that whole thing again. It's I mean, just, it's like a laptop. You can't upgrade it, Gordon. Yeah, but a lot of, <laughs> a lot of I mean, people drop $3,000 on a laptop, can't upgrade it. I know, and you get the same crowd that is like, this is insane. <laughs> Don't buy this, build a desktop crowd. And, it just, <laughs> well, and again, it just doesn't, it just, I've never seen it ever work. So we'll see. You know, I mean, a lot of the existing nooks actually, they're a lot bigger and they can take, you know, far more graphics. And you even had uh, Intel try that with um, one of those, you know, KB Lake G ones that went nowhere. They even had put one with a GeForce in there. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember that one. That, uh, I mean, I, I think that's people, totally different beast. Yeah, but also, I mean, but also Ascalena. I think she liked it. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I think it is cool. But is it actually something that survives? And like, yeah, this is a real breakout thing. I think clearly Steam Deck is a breakout. You know, based on the hype and. And based on the fact they're going to sell a buttload of them, and that's probably the only thing that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, the the thing that matters is that that Linux is uh, <laughs> we're starting to creep. Linux is like somehow creeping into our lives. Like I said, all those most of those little retro gaming emulators are all Linux based. Steam Deck Linux based. Yeah. <laughs> Linux but, is is creeping in, man. No, I get it, but Jeff, I mean, Jeff Jeff Grubb got one and he tweeted, "I hope having the Steam Deck doesn't start unlocking." Linux perversions within me, and it just made me laugh. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think those things you're basically playing ancient libraries that are free. That's different than making a real, a real thing. This market where people can make money off of it. I, 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 I just honestly, you know, at Microsoft, they're going to be monitoring it, and they don't want, they really don't want Linux to turn into a real gaming thing. That's against mm-hmm. the, the interests of Microsoft. That's against the interests of Windows, right? So if you were Microsoft, what do you do to try to pour some cold water on that? So that's what I'm saying. I'm just, you know, 
or fan the flames please fight yeah let's fight fight giant billion dollar companies let's do it well i mean i just i don't <laughs> think they have to make hardware i think they just have to basically hey here's windows for steam deck <laughs> you know and mm. right i just a mess of them yeah i mean yeah. And, i mean and again you, you, it's, you it's can open. you can install you can windows that, yeah so you know uh yeah talking about uh fighting giant corporations <laughs> uh, you know, NVIDIA, a lot of people trying to, to fight NVIDIA on their uh, light hash rate, but that uh, didn't work out too well, did it? Yeah, no, that didn't work out too well. Uh, so I feel like this is best deserved by a quick recap. Uh, so obviously, crypto coins are part of the reason that graphics cards are so ridiculously priced right now. Uh, to help combat that, NVIDIA last year rolled out light hash rate, LHR tech. Most people on the show probably already know about this. If you listen to this, you might already know about it, uh, which basically dramatically reduces the performance of GeForce graphics cards in mining Ethereum specifically, which is the biggest cryptocurrency that's jacking up prices. Uh, there have been unlockers that have gotten around that to some extent. Like, I think the biggest ones you can get up to 70 percent of the full ethereum mining hash rate on a geforce card if you install this custom software uh but last week was it last week yeah last week was, yeah. yeah uh we started seeing a bunch of headlines at a bunch of different sites some pretty big sites talking about there's this new tool about to be released called lhr unlocker that will fully unlock NVIDIA's light hash rate limiter. So it was, you know, getting hyped up pretty big in the press before it was even released. Uh, the promise of fully unlocking Ethereum mining and GeForce graphics cards. It came out. Hopefully not many people actually downloaded it because it turns out it was actually malware that installed Trojans on your systems and turned your PC into a bot. Then. Oh, so. <laughs> Can you opt into it though? I mean, you know, like, you could say like, well, okay, you can use me to whatever make attacks on <laughs> p- companies, and but I still get my I still get my mining money right now. Because <laughs> you know, if you're running on all the GPU, the general purpose CPU is doing nothing. Why not? You could use that to run the botnet, and for trading of that, I get the I get as long as you get the profits of. I don't know what the you rub my shoulders. Over I here. see. <laughs> I went. I would well, no. Is it full on like? just nothing but a way to get malware on people's machines or i don't even know uh the good news is antivirus tripped it immediately so if you were one of the people who were like hey let's try out this you know kind of shady mysterious hardware from this corner of the internet because i've seen it on all these big sites uh let's try this out uh fortunately windows antivirus and all the other ones the vast kapersky mcafee semantic all those caught it so if you did roll those dice I mean, hopefully, you know, you're running AV and that caught it. Uh, but anything that sounds too good to be true probably is. And I just thought it was worth putting a spotlight on this because uh, NVIDIA is going through that hack right now where they've been hacked by the Lapsus dollar sign, I believe, is the name of the hacker group uh, to some extent. And we'll see what's actually in there. But they're saying they might release something that would make GeForce graphics cards get around the LHR tech. And if that's the case, don't to be a fool like these folks were. Like, don't go download weird things from the internet that you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it's hard, especially for people who are younger to understand just how dangerous it is and how yeah. it's really hard to 
I developed that muscle to simply not trust anybody or anything, especially, you know, for people who don't know, greed is an extremely powerful emotion. We were talking about this earlier, but that is exactly how they fool you. I've had people send me like, hey, Gordon, what do you think about this? I'm like, I had a relative, in fact, like, this is pretty good. What do you think? I'm like, well, it's a scam. The person was like, oh, how do you know? Well, because this is a $500 thing, they are selling for $75. That is why it's a scam. Well, how do you know? Well, because you don't buy something for $500 and buy for $75. There are ways (laughs) to do that, but that's usually because you know someone who runs a restaurant and they bought some stuff that fell off a truck and then you know that person, you have that relationship, you know that's real. But I can tell you, unless you have direct conduits to people who sort of traffic in the criminal lifestyle, you are not going to buy things that sell for $500 for $75. It just doesn't work. And people who are into that lifestyle, bring it back to these graphics cards. Like if you're a hardcore miner operation, you're already rolling custom BIOSes. You're already doing your own stuff, all this, all that. You know what you're getting into. Go do your thing, whatever. This is more for general people like... Seriously, don't just don't you you're not don't don't download stuff like this, especially if this Lapsus group does wind up releasing something that claims to be it. Uh, one, it might be let other folks test it. Wait, here guinea pig reports. But two, like that hacker group was good enough to get into NVIDIA systems. Do you really want to install software from them on your system? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it actually the same group or or not? No, this is a different group, but it kind of ties in. The LHR unlocker was a thing last week, totally separate, but now there's a lot of chatter around it still because of this recent hack. So, Oh, that, and then it sounds to me like that was really... Did it even unlock the hash rate, or was it just simply a way to... No, yeah, no, it was a scam. Was, <laughs> it was a scam, right? That was a clear taking advantage of people wanting to, to get in on that. That's... Oh, man. Uh, somebody in the chat, New Tech, says, uh, if I click right here, I can get $500 for free right now. Oh, man, I, I got to <laughs> click on that. Just getting this funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just class- they clearly, if it seems too good, then it's, then it's. Of course. I, you know, this is probably not true, is generally the advice, but you can almost say it's not going to be true at this point. So. Yeah. And it's especially true if, like, you use your computer to make money. Like, if you're interested in this to begin with, and you're not already a mining operation, like you're probably looking to make money off your computer. Don't like mine stuff, turn into Bitcoin, get your dollars out of it. If you're making money off of something, man, definitely don't go and install weird rogue software. That's supposed to make it better. Like that's especially a time you shouldn't want to do it. I don't know. This whole thing's just crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it's just, it's just a classic, it's just a classic trap because it's like, Oh damn, this is pretty cool. Right. Then, it's like, yeah. hey, I, I can get more money for free, and that's what always works because you always lower your guard when somebody wants to sell you a $500 item for $75. So The biggest disappointment to me was how many other like big-name publications actually covered the news of this before it even happened because that's the reason we decided to cover it at all because usually, you know, oh, this scam turned out to be a scam isn't really news. Like, yeah, like you just said, that happens all the time. But for this particular piece of software – a whole lot of very high-profile sites were covering the news, like, this thing's going to unlock full OHR mining limits before it even came out, before they could test it and touch it themselves. So they're already driving people to it, and I just, that's, don't be a, don't be a sucker. Yeah, that's really like, Don't believe everything that you read. <laughs> I kind of wonder if that's sort of mapped into 
the way to run scams these days is, and it's not as this is not something new, but it does seem like it's getting more sophisticated with if I can do the, you know, I can get free press out of this and then I can, I can make my net much wider in people that I, that I dupe. Right. So. Yep. Yep. And we did have people ask me on Twitter, like, Hey, how come you guys haven't covered this? This is a big deal. Like before the malware wound up, uh, before it wound up being malware, like after the news happened, they're like, how come you guys didn't talk about this? And it's because like we have no way of knowing if this is legit or not. We're not going to put this in front of your eyeballs, make you potentially go download this before we know whether it's safe or not. So, you know, be smart. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, <laughs> that's a that's a mistake for those news outlets too. They should like, oh, you need to go like, mm-hmm. well, what do we do wrong here? How do we prevent it? Kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Fortunately, fortunately, most of them went back and updated their articles, but still, that's the reason we're covering this today because it was it was big news in the GPU scene for a bit, and it just turned out to be malware. So be smart, y'all. Be smart. Uh, yeah. Should people be smart with their uh, purchasing decisions and uh, and wait to to buy a new chiplet design? I don't know. Was <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was. Uh, yeah. That that is F, that, F minus transition for me. That is an F minus. That was like it's one of those like Olympic moves where like whoa you get like oh that was just a horrible crash like you know walk, walk it off back, walk like, it off I, oh man I got that, no, they really that tried that triple lux but ooh boy didn't, didn't quite land it. then the skate caught flipped over smashed his face into the ice yeah. Just keep going. Then you know. clothes flew off, full-on wardrobe failure, everything. Just like, yeah, that's... that's. You know the messed up thing about that whole thing in the ending times Olympics? And then, like, they kind of burn you right there, like, holding the card up. It's like, mm. <laughs> like You know, like, they give you your score. It's like, that's just like... That's just that, that seems bad because like in traditional sports it's like well the ball went into the goal or not but here's a human actually like oh my god like and they're like they like you actually the judges probably take like give me the sharpie and they put like a negative like there's no negative five in the Olympics well you just got it you got a negative five on that one that was the transition right there and that is basically uh, the new universal chiplet Internet Express standard has been announced and earlier i made this illusion i alluded to this this is everybody wanting to get along and check this list out and what i really like about this is because companies are not really friends but i like they say like the the ucie promoter statement of support which is where they sort of like get all the the important people to come on the stage and then they put alphabetized by company so the the fact that um these companies are appearing in this list alphabetically it's just alphabetically it's not anything political because there's always people like why in there why are they first because advanced semiconductor engineering is is alphabetically first so asc amd arm google intel meta which okay microsoft qualcomm samsung are all parts oh and tsmc they're all part of the initial uh, supporters in basically this ucie standard for making chiplets uh it's essentially a an agreed upon standard for building uh chiplet designs going forward where they agreed to use ucie instead of making up their own stuff for the most part and i think i got a couple slides here you want to go with the first one adam yep the uh got it and this is this is an illustration released by the ucie by the way they're out of beaverton so oh no it's not the design cost one right uh, it's open chiplet. Oh, whoops. Okay. Give me a second. Uh, I do want to point out because I always hear the people going, well, they're from Beaverton. That's that's Intel's backyard, right? Yeah, because that's also PCIe, USB, 
all of the Intel sort of um, uh, supported infrastructure things, they're off and out of Beaverton. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, cool. So this is the Open Chiblet, open chiblet platform on package, and you can see uh, this sea of cores. And then you also have like, hey, customer IP, customized chiplets. So it's all connected with that yellow stuff, which is UCIE, which is a chip-to-chip interface, high-speed, low-latency, low-power. And the main reason they do it is in the next slide, Adam. You want to show oh, the next sorry. slide? Oh, oh. So chiplet package. No, next okay. one's design cost. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I oh. Got the other one up late. Give people a second to <laughs> check it out. Uh, okay. And then the next one. Yeah, and the main reason everybody is getting along suddenly instead of usually sort of creating your own standard to try to get ahead, to get the leg up over the competition, is uh, check that out. This is really cool. This is design cost, advanced design cost. Uh, frankly, a lot of this is over my head. That's what we have Dr. Ian Cutters for, Tech Tech Potato, Cover's channel. Smash, subscribe, and the bell button, by the way. <laughs> um, but basically, you can see that clearly as <laughs> as we have moved to more advanced uh, manufacturing processes, the cost is just spiraling out of control, right? So, mm-hmm. like 10 nanometer, say design costs 175 million. That doubles almost. That almost doubles at seven nanometer to 300 million bucks. I'm just going to round it up for it's three million. And then when we get to five nanometer, you're looking at half a billion dollars in yeah. all this. Looking at the size of these charts, it looks like validation alone costs more than a whole 65 nanometer chip cost of design. Oh. Yeah. So clearly, you know what, we're going to fight. That doesn't mean uh, all these companies are going to stop fighting and trying to get people's money over their competitors, but they are going to agree we are at least going to make cars that drive on the same road. Because uh, I mean, where's, where's this data from? This is from, is this UCIE. from the UCI. Yeah, this okay. is from the UCIE press release. Okay. So where they're getting it from, I don't know, but you can imagine. Um, no, that's fine. I was just wondering who. Yeah, I should I should cite that as well for people. This is this is info from the UCIE, and you know it, it's there's just no point in fighting, you know, you making a car so wide you have to build new roads for it, right? And you try mm-hmm. you try to lock out your competitors because that's that that sort of helps you. They've decided no, let's at least agree if we're going to have a fight, we're going to do it in a boxing match. So that's that's basically what this is. So, I'm curious to see how practical an effect it actually has, because I think something like this will be needed. There's plenty of reasons that are said in Mark's article that he did in the press release from these folks. And I would not be surprised if all these companies actually do follow through with support. That being said, something like InfiniPath Fabric has been a big deal, like a competitive proprietary advantage for AMD. And I don't think that the big chip makers will necessarily stop you know, pursuing their own agenda here. It's just that they're opening this up so that semi-custom chips are easier to make in the future. It's kind of what I get from this. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with that because it doesn't, they are still going to connect, you know, chip on chip, you know, within the chip mm-hmm. using their own magic. But maybe sometimes when when it's advantageous to the design of a certain part, they'll, you, they'll use UCIE. But, you know, mm-hmm. maybe if you're building a part where you just need, a you know, a crazy amount of bandwidth that UCIE can't, provide you you go at your your own custom design but then you connect that to you know, over uci it's 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 essentially okay it functions to me i sort of see it as like pcie within the yep. pc right it's yep again amd and intel are not sharing the same socket designs but they all connect to pcie right so that sort yep. of gives you some interconnect strength so it's probably going to depend on 
on each design and how you go forward. But um, so because this is a cost saving thing, does this mean this is going to be more applicable to low cost hardware? I wouldn't say so because you know a lot of it. Um, I think it could be. They're basically saying it'll scale everywhere from portable to cars to data center. Right? Oh, it just sort of depends on where it sort of that where it's useful to be used, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, hey, we're we're doing this so you can make a really good Steam Deck Five necessarily. Although you could see Steam Deck Five using UCIe as part of it if it's a mm-hmm. you know some custom chip where they they use an Nvidia with. Although that is the one name that you don't see on here. Um, but if <laughs> if it is simply you are uh, doing. You know, you're connecting, say, an AMD Radeon to an Intel CPU, or and then you have an ARM chip and all this. Mm. You just agree to connect by UCI. That's the way I, I kind of see it. But uh, I got a question from friend of the show, B Maj. Uh, if I connect a lot of chips, is it called nachos? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool, that'd right? Too. That was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so okay, I'm I'm glad you explained it that way because I was like, oh, at first I I, I didn't. You know, this, this is a little bit out of my realm of understanding. So I was like, wait, is this going to replace a CPU? Is this just like an FPGA or something? Like it's just, you know, some kind of different variant of a CPU. But it sounds like it's more like an additive kind of thing. Yeah, I think it really, you know, I don't really, you know, again, I sort of read through the white paper that was available. I didn't see it as necessarily like, yeah, we're we're going to agree not to use something that's even higher speed. I, I sort of see this as something like we need to we need to at least have some agreed upon standards to connect to other parts, right? So mm-hmm. if you have a high speed Intel CPU and you are going to connect it, say, in a motherboard or in a, in a in a CPU in a laptop, and then we're going to connect it to a high speed, you know, on you know in package AMD chip or some other ASIC, we're going to use you know EC where appropriate. We can use this because I, you know, clearly I don't think everybody's always going to use this. Because that just doesn't they're they're gonna find ways to keep out the competition where where it's advantageous mm-hmm. to them because and they may need it simply for their technology right because you don't you don't always want to have things open to the world mm-hmm. but generally it it will make things more open well uh, it shows it also shows that chiplet design's been a big win over the last few years. There's questions about it at first, but it's clear that it looks like it's gonna be a big part of the future um uh new tech s um or new tech was talking about nvidia so why is nvidia not part of this i don't know it's interesting right you would think they would be but maybe nvidia i would say is typically never the first company to rush into new standards like if it winds up getting traction i could see them doing it but it was the same like they introduced g-sync and then FreeSync opened up after it's the same with fsr like in adaptive sync uh pre-sync like NVIDIA started supporting that after the fact, although it created G-Sync. But yeah, that, that's what I see out of that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, just off the presses, they have a uh, a new standard coming in from uh, uh, for, from NVIDIA. It's, uh, sorry, what was the name of this one? <laughs> the joke UCIE. is not UCI, UCIE Extreme, or UCIE Ultimate, <laughs> NVIDIA's version of this is... Uh, has been announced. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it is generally not in NVIDIA's DNA to to share open standards initially without sort of uh, no surprise, uh, no shock. A for-profit company wants some profit for the money they're sinking into something. So that generally doesn't, you know, help them. So my guess is they probably will support it um, eventually, but, you know, maybe they're just not. They just don't see a, a point to get on board yet. So like as Brad said. All right. 
But the, it is in their DNA, right? They don't like to. They and they very successfully have, you know. And you have to. I know people hate proprietary standards, but when you are years ahead of everybody with the standard, you want to profit from it. You didn't get there for free. It costs you a lot of money. You want your money. And I'm saying this because this is exactly what somebody from Nvidia would say. We didn't sink all this money into it not to get anything out. So if we're going to make something better, we want to benefit from it. Surprisingly, so. Okay. All right. Cool. Something to watch for. Um, mm-hmm. Do we want to go to Q&A? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, first question comes in from Adam Patrick Murray. says, uh, Gordon, uh, I just bought a 5950X uh, for $600. Is it a good deal? I thought it was $500. Oh wait, six hundred five nine. No, fifty nine hundred is five hundred dollars. Oh, it's, yeah, no, that's a great deal for six hundred dollars. So right? yeah, mean, but it's 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 old. Well, it, it's a great deal. <laughs> well, I guess that's not because I know people said like, oh my god, you charging seven hundred fifty dollars for the fifty nine fifty X? What are you ripping me off? It's like it was a spectacular sixteen core CPU for at seven hundred fifty dollars that. Just two years before would have cost you two thousand dollars. So mm. I didn't think the belly aching was necessarily fair. And again, it's a for profit company, and Intel simply had nothing that could compete with the fifty nine fifty X. So it was a reasonably good, well priced then. It's a pretty good price now at six hundred dollars. But then you know you're looking. That is what's KB. What's um what's Alder Lake going for? Right. I what's a let's. Twelve nine hundred H K going for? No, I, I, I did not. Alder Lake doesn't have that many big cores and threads, though. So for yeah. what Adam does, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sort of yeah. That's the one thing is like if you really sort of need all cores all the time. Oh, great! It's a laptop. It's a four thousand dollar. Yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, Steam Decks with that. I'll say background. Uh, this streaming box that is streaming out the stream right now uh, is very long in the tooth. I've got a. Uh, 5960X uh, in this guy, and it's it, it's old. I, I need to upgrade, so I was originally going to go Intel, uh, and, and I might have to at some point. But yeah, I, I was like, you know what, six six hundred bucks, 5950X. I can use all those cores for streaming. You know what, let's let's roll the dice on on AMD for this one. And so yeah, we'll we'll be building it in a, in a couple of weeks. We'll do a live build. So I fun. just so and I think the so the problem is that, yeah, when it was seven hundred fifty dollars, I think it was a really reasonable price considering market competition how it performed six hundred dollars it's going straight up against an i9 12900k for six hundred and fourteen dollars at newegg mm-hmm. so and that is new is new not uh, open box so um i don't know uh yeah it's a it's a it's a reasonable it's a reasonable price for it's probably where it should be they've sort of it's really funny because amd has really 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 taunted intel because every time they've launched much better CPUs, Intel has had to lower costs or offer more more cores or more features to compete. And you basically have the Alder Lake effect in sort of in a way that it's sort of forced 60, that part to come. 5950X, 750 was really, really a kind of a bit of a tough sell. It was better at some things than 12900K, but... But, I mean, also, like you said, perspective. We were talking about this yesterday... Remember when Threadripper came out? Sixteen cores, Threadripper. Wow. Yeah, amazing. I know. Yeah, you know? that's that's the. It is hard to believe too, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the original Threadripper was mind blowing. Sixteen cores. It, it, it was bigger. 
You would, oh, oh man, look how big this chip was. So much value. All those all those cores. <laughs> and yeah, and now the now you're getting a a 16 core 5950x for $600. <laughs> what was that 1950x? What was the original? It was like Was it 1950? I thought it was like No. <laughs> no, it wasn't it 1250? It was it feels like it was oh, I don't remember. It was about a 1000 1200. It's it was such a long time. I feel time. like yeah, I, I remember we did a bunch thousand of dollars. Thousand, thousand dollars. 1000. So yeah, I mean at that time it was like unheard of. Thunder <laughs> 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 for $1000 16 cores. Uh, now you're getting a 5950x for $600. So that's and it's a lot faster than that first gen thread would be. Yeah, and then again, you know, uh, Intel with the that uh, Alder Lake ain't no joke. You know, i nine twelve nine hundred K is a a really good chip for six hundred and fifteen dollars too. So, competition's good. This is this is why people should always cheer competition. So. Boom. Uh, okay, so so second real question uh, f- comes from a friend of the show, Cadorius uh, K- Technology. Gave us five dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Said the uh, they've got a sixty nine hundred XT. Oh, I'm sorry. They're looking to buy either a sixty nine hundred XT or a thirty eighty Ti. Which, in your opinion, is better for mining? And also, do you think the Vega sixty four card is good enough for a game like Elden Ring? Love the show. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Vega 64 should definitely be enough for Elden Ring. It'll depend on your resolution. I think 4K might be pushing it if you're playing at 4K, but I think otherwise it would be fun. Uh, 6900 XT versus 3080 Ti. The 3080, I believe, would have a higher mining rate. You can Google that and find the mining rate for stuff like that. If that's a concern for you, I'd go off of that. Hmm. Can you run that light hash rate unlocker? <laughs> I would not run that. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. Uh, yeah. So the sixty nine hundred XT would be typically like outside of mining. It would be better at uh, lower resolutions at higher frame rates. So if you're playing on like a three hundred and sixty hertz ten eighty p monitor, you'd probably lean for the sixty nine hundred XT more over the thirty eighty Ti. But if you're playing at four K, the thirty eighty Ti would be a better choice. Okay. Sweet. Uh, question from front of the show, Pyrocumulus, over on Discord. Oh, I sh- forgot to say my spiel. Uh, if you have questions right now, put them in the chat uh, at PC World so I can see them easier. If you're watching or listening to this later, go over to, there's a link in our description to go over to the Full Nerd Discord. Awesome group over there. You go over there, we have a channel for Full Nerd questions, which I will bring up here. Uh, and... Pyrocumulus uh, did just that said for CUDA compute is there any reason to prefer Quadro GeForce or Tesla given the same generation and similar CUDA cores and memory if it matters application will be deep stack analysis of streaming video running on headless Windows Server 2021 planning to buy a Pascal era something as used prices come back to earth Ooh, I will tell you off the bat I don't know enough about that particular workload to talk knowledgeably about that uh yeah, I focus more on gaming than consumer stuff. So, okay. All right. What do you think, Gordon? I yeah, I don't, I don't. That's that's way <laughs> way outside any area I normally play in. So I, I yeah, don't, sorry. I don't even pay attention to those sort of workstation and up cards generally because it just doesn't apply to what most consumers are interested in buying. So it'd be interesting to see if you could get better performance out of newer generation cores you know it's i mean you're looking at pascal era it'd be interesting to see how they compare to current generation core uh, cores right 
Yep, yep. It might actually be more efficient to buy a consumer-level card, consumer-grade card, using current generation than it is to go back to an old old, uh, old GPU at this point. Yeah, I, you definitely I totally need agree. to do your research. I, I, I would have to, you'd have to go into forums where you have those people that are, you know, AI machine learning kind of nerds. And there's something that might give you a hint of what performs better, but that's a, yeah. that's a tough one. Hmm. Yeah. Like I would, for more, less specialized workloads, I could try to take a stab at it like Gordon just did, but that's so specialized sounding that you, you want to look into that. I also just went back and looked, uh, just looked at the nice hash probability calculator. Uh, nice hash is a dead simple mining tool you can run on your PC if you want to get into that kind of a deal. Uh, and that has the 6900 XT at approximately $2 a day and the 3080 Ti at approximately 280 a day. So the 3080 Ti would be the better mining choice. Okay, uh, we got a, a question in, a buying, buying advice question from uh, Justin Brown. Uh, they have a Ryzen 5 2600 uh, for, in a gaming rig. Uh, the motherboard is a B450 Tomahawk. They're looking at two upgrade paths. Uh, is it worth it to upgrade to a 3700X or a 3900X, or should they upgrade to a B550 and X570 with a 5000 series CPU? Off of a twenty six hundred Ryzen Sorry, five twenty six hundred. I, I missed the first part. So once you sort of miss that first part, of Sorry. The, I like. the, they have a Ryzen five twenty six hundred in a gaming PC with a B four fifty. Should they just upgrade to a three thousand series chip in that B four fifty, like a thirty seven hundred X or thirty nine hundred X, or they should should they upgrade motherboard and CPU with a B five fifty or X five seventy and a Ryzen five thousand? How, how much? How much for, are they going to get for gaming? Oh, for a gaming machine? Yeah, I would say it's generally not worth it. In my opinion, it just yeah, five thousand is going to be better because it doesn't have that sort of you know twenty percent Ryzen tax that the older parts had in gaming. But again, that is if you're playing, you know, arguably low resolution is like 1080p at high refresh. You would definitely gain more from it than most people playing you know, say 1440p gaming with newer games, you're just generally in gaming, you're just so GPU limited. Yes, the, the CPU will make it faster. Is it really worth throwing a board out, buying a new CPU for it? I, I doubt it. You know, especially you, you've got all these new parts. You've got Raptor Lake coming out. You've got AM5 coming out. Why not just go the next step, right? And generally, I say when for gaming, put all your marbles, almost all your marbles into the GPU or not all, but I mean, you know, it's, it's still a 70, 75% of your, your budget should really go toward the GPU. So, and yes, I'm not saying 2000 slow were, it is slower, but I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. I think it depends on one, how much free money you have. And two, like uh, the kind of games and the resolution that you play at, like Gordon was just saying, if you are a competitive gamer, like if you're playing on 1080p resolution, you're playing CS:GO or high any fast-paced, yeah, high frame rate. Uh, moving to Ryzen 5000 will give you some like tangible benefits. So if you're a CS:GO pro, like you might want to consider investing the extra bit in that board and the 5000 series CPU. But if you're playing AAA games and playing it higher than 1080p, like I would also just not bother investing in a new motherboard. I would just get the 3000 series. Uh, Justin Brown uh, chimes in and says uh, that they're gaming at 1440p with a 2070 Super. 
I would I would probably stick to the thirty seven hundred. Uh, the tw- they have a twenty six hundred. Yeah, but they said they could upgrade oh, yeah, yeah, to. Uh, yeah. so, so you think it's better to? So that one of the things people in the chat are saying is that because the three thousand series is discounted, it's you know the the prices aren't as easy as a as a five thousand series. But also then you have to buy a new motherboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, the motherboard costs is, yeah. and the headache is the thing that would really make me like. Is it worth sinking an extra? Hundred to two hundred dollars into a motherboard and completely disassembling everything, whereas rebuilding it as opposed to just popping off your CPU yeah. thing and throwing a new CPU. But yeah, I mean, what? Co- but I mean, would you really be, be getting that that big of an upgrade at fourteen forty p from a twenty six hundred to a thirty seven hundred X? I that's why I would say no because uh, did you yeah. say he or she say twenty seventy or thirty seventy twenty seventy super twenty twenty seventy super? Yeah, no, I mean no. I I, I that's think a very good just, card. You know what? Go buy a nicer monitor. Or actually, you've got a 1440p monitor. So go buy a bigger SSD. Sound card. Audio. Upgrade your audio. <laughs> go buy a bigger SSD. I like audio, too. But, I mean, most people, yeah, I know good audio. But, yeah, I just, I don't think, like, for me, I don't think that would be an upgrade choice I would make. It's just not, you're not going to feel that as much, you know. Even the 3700X. I agree. Especially if you have to do, I don't know if that board will let you do a 3700X. It'll be, it'll be somewhat sounds like, better. Sounds like no. But, you know. Is it worth that hassle? Oh, uh, thirty-seven hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's worth the hassle. I, I, for me, I wouldn't do it. You know, buy something else. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, good chatter. Uh, I, I like having those kind of questions. Um, we got another question or interesting question from friend of the show, Peter Jansen. Um, a uh, question for all of us. We each get to answer. Given two choices, would you rather have fourteen forty p sixty or ten eighty p one forty four? Which do you prefer? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, these days I am really attracted to high refresh rate gaming because I don't, I don't have it. I think it would be, I would do the 1080p at whatever the higher refresh is, 144. It's, oh, yeah, that's not even high refresh at this point. That's like free. Yes, it is. It's fine. It's fine. Come on. No, it's not even. <laughs> But you know, uh, I'm I'm just no I just because I'm looking for a new monitor for my daughter because she's like, hey dad, this monitor sucks. I'm like, yeah, it does suck. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like looking at it, it was like, right. this thing is like, what is up with this? Is something on the screen? No, it's just a bad mm-hmm. old monitor, and I need to get her a better monitor. I'm like, so I was looking at those 1080p 144s. Like, oh, these things are poo, right? They're no, just- <laughs> no. I uh, I. Would rather ideally not do either because I love now that I'm used to high refresh rate gaming. Going back down to sixty kind of hurts sometimes. It doesn't. That's the problem with going to high refresh rate gaming. Like once you do it, it's real hard to go back. It's the same with FreeSync or G-Sync. Uh, but that being said, I actually have one of the three hundred and sixty hertz G-Sync esports uh, ASUS ROG monitors, and it's wonderful. It's excellent. It feels buttery smooth. Like I've I've never felt anything feel so good as that. But I can't use it for my daily driver because even on the smaller 24-inch screen, like, I just can't do 1080p anymore. Like, I see the pixels way too much. So I think I would have to go with 1440p 60. But really, 1440p 144 hertz is where I'd want to be. Yeah, if you have the GPU to drive it. but Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, it's, it's not an option, Brad. Yeah. One or so one I'm, I'm going to go with 1440p 60 because, like I said, I have a 360 hertz 1080p thing, and I just I love it, but I can't do it because of the pixels. Like yeah. I can see that too much. You know what? I'm with you too, Brad. I, again, I 
I my main monitor is a is a 4K panel. I couldn't go lower res at this point, not for work. You know, and the game styles that I play are fine, but I I was I was playing Alien Isolation because I was trying to cap some video for it for background. Mm. Oh God, I just got sick as hell because it just if I I sort of feel like I don't play enough shooters these days, so I it takes me a while for my eyes to get their sea legs back. So I'm always like kind of seasick for a little bit after playing any game, and then once it gets used to it. But I'm like, oh, I bet if I had a 4K high refresh or a 1600P high refresh, I would even, I would not feel as ill as I do. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder if that's part of it because 60 hertz is just not enough. <laughs> we're we're never satisfied here at the cutting edge PC game. <laughs> but you know, I you know, for a regular, you know, again, for somebody who is a 90% gamer, 1080P is yeah. actually if- pretty a, a good. Is not a bad option. Yeah, so 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 personally, I would do the 1440p just because I can't go down. But if I was, oh, already had a 1080p non-gaming monitor, like I would probably upgrade to a 1080p high refresh rate because high refresh rate is that good, and I wouldn't bother me because I wouldn't be used to the higher pixel density already. So let me ask you this though: Would you go wide aspect ratio? Give up some of the high refresh? 1440p wide aspect, 60, but still 60. Ooh, well, but so yeah. a lot of those are like, and again, that's why I was turning my nose up at it. So a lot of those like might be seventy five, it might be a hundred and whatever. That, one. that was a, that was a couple of years ago. These days, you can get one hundred and forty four hertz ultra wide pretty regularly, but that pretty just, cheaply. I don't know. I mean, I know if one forty four is better, but after seeing, come on, man, no, three sixty is nice. Three sixty is is just it's so good. Like even being on the desktop with three hundred and sixty hertz, like just feels totally different. It's wonderful, I agree. But those things are eight hundred dollars, man. Like one hundred and forty four hertz is plenty fast enough, and that's faster than most people already have. I guess I'd have to try because most of my experience is seeing in laptops and these high end laptops with the three sixties are like, oh my god, it's just it's just it's just wonderful, right? And, yeah. It feels like 360, 144 would feel like a major down downgrade. Yeah, if you're coming from 360, it sure would. So then, it's a, it's a, go... that's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. I have high refresh. It'd be hard to go back down to 1440p 60, but I would rather have that than the pixel density loss. I I do like how you really are sort of you get all the options. Although you really, I kind of want like I. That's why it's this new Nvidia thing where it's sort of like that dual dual resolution thing they're sort of pushing out now. <laughs> You know, you sort of get your 1080p and your high refresh and your high, you know, kind of like everything at the, yep. I, I, that'll be interesting because right now it feels like you either go 360, 1080 or you go high refresh and sorry, a poo 144. Cause that's, oh, God. Uh, that's just <laughs> terrible. Poo. <laughs> uh, yeah. For, I mean, 165. That's, that's just like, when is that like low rent 165? 60 is just. <laughs> You might as well just start smashing those 60 hertz monitors out. Like, uh, give them, you know what? Just donate them. Uh, okay. <laughs> out of those two, yeah, I, I do 1440p60 uh, personally. So, uh, Okay, we got uh, one from Pedro. Uh, some buying advice, but they, they've already bought something, so they're just wondering, wanting to make sure they, they made the right decision. Pedro Barbosa. Uh, so I moved to Intel and bought an Asus Z690 Prime to pair with the 12400. Uh, was that a good choice, or should they have gone with a B660? 
Yeah, I mean... They are looking to... They, they plan to upgrade that 12400 later. They plan to. Yeah. I That that generally is a good good way to go if you're going to upgrade to, say, you have a Alder like now, and then you go to a 13th gen when they come out, and you're going to, say, go for a high-spec one, then that's, that's, that's not a bad roadmap. I don't think that was a mistake. I... But, you know, I guess... If you never do it, then did you really have to pay that premium? There, you know, but I think there's definitely differences in a premium on the board and, you know, a mainstream one. You just yep. simply get higher quality components in there. And I mean, the other chips, all the other, the network chips, the, you know, any, any discrete, any discrete, uh, USB. There's, and discrete audio too, right? You, you know, I know a lot of the a lot of people think like all they're doing is slapping on some metal on here and charging me forty percent more, but you paying for more expensive motherboard gets you the more premium, you know, ASICs. So that is real. Yep, uh, theoretically. Yeah, that's a nice looking motherboard. Yeah, theoretically, yeah, because you can't. That doesn't mean you can't get a high end board that's like, oh, why in the world are they using that part, right? But generally, they're they're going to give you more value in general. So. Or not more value, but they're going to give you premium parts. So theoretically, and that's that's a really nice looking board too. I was just googling it. Yeah, and then honestly, let's be honest: how your system looks is fifty percent or more of what most gaming PCs are now. So <laughs> you know, you could use a Celeron in that in that box, and nobody would ever know because it looks badass with that motherboard and all the RGB and all the all the. Mm-hmm water cooler but they don't know what you're running you know a uh, friend of the show vc jester says uh, uh jordan don't forget not all of us have 10 gig I- internet uh yes so, yes yes yeah uh okay uh a couple more here um this is a funny one that i i, I was gonna ask this last week like, because we we're can, oh, sorry sorry i just i didn't really talk to the last one i just wanted to say that Whenever I'm upgrading a PC, I only do upgrade my PC every five years or so. I still got my first-gen Ryzen PC going on. Uh, I like to try to invest in a high-end motherboard if I can, uh, because you get way more like future-proof stuff out of it. You like you get way more lanes for all kinds of stuff. So I, I always think that's a good idea if you can swing it. So I'd never think that's stupid. Uh, and it looks cooler too. Brad's not saying. Yeah. There you go. There yeah, you go. That's half the battle right there. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask this one last week. We just ran out of time. We were talking about the new egg stuff. Uh, Master Procrastinator was asking uh, what all of us, uh, what's our worst RMA experience? Uh, on the flip side, Starscream asked, uh, what's your strangest RMA experience or most impressive? So RMA experiences. Anyone got any fun stories or bad stories? Huh. All right. I had such a bad experience buying an HP laptop that wound up having a bad hard drive and then returning it and getting it back with the same bad hard drive and returning oh. it and getting back like three times oh. that it really turned me off of HP for several years. No. Like I love what they're doing now. I would totally go buy a Spectre now, but that turned me hard off of HP for several years because I was definitely getting back. They would say, hey, we fixed it and you get it back and it would still be clicking and losing data and do it once and it's a mistake. Do it a couple times. It's kind of like the new egg thing. Like that loses my trust for a bit. I got a long story here, but it's not that long and it's not PC related because I can't think of the last time I had any <clears throat> PC related RMA issues. Um, and also I buy a lot of Amazon stuff. Um, so be, you know, the nice thing about is, is Mr. Rocket Builder is they give you, they don't, they don't have to you with RMAs. 
So my RMA nightmare was a pair of gloves that I bought that I bought them, you know, and I don't know what I was, actually I bought them at an auto parts store. So there are some mechanics audio, mechanics gloves, right? Very popular. Mm -hmm. They're basically low quality built overseas gloves. I put them on and immediately split right at the right. They, you know, something went wrong. It split. I was like, man. So I contacted the company. They said, yeah, send us, you know, send it back to us. I sent it to them. It never showed up. And the pandemic and all kinds of stuff happened. And, you know, that was in the beginning. But at some point I was like, hey, where the hell are my replacement gloves? So I emailed them the RMA info. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, these aren't eligible for the RMA. We had issued you. So they issued me an RMA to replace them. <laughs> and they said, uh, we, we're we not going to replace these because the RMA period has expired. You know, like they had misplaced them and the RMA period had expired. Oh, and so... <laughs> And then they're like, "We'll sell, we'll sell you some new ones, though, uh, like, like at like whatever fifteen percent off." I was like, "What?" That is like, I was really like, they were brand new, they ripped. I sent them back to you, and you, you, and they they didn't want to send my original gloves back, <laughs> right? Because they're like, "I'm not going to send those Man. gloves back to you, but we'll sell you some new ones." I was like, "What the hell?" It's like actually, I said, "No, actually, please send the original ones back, which are my property," <laughs> and. Because I need something so that I can make fun of you on social media to tell people you should <laughs> buy these gloves, right? So then, of course, like, you know, oh, yes, we'll be sending you replacement gloves any day now. Because that's the way it works in this world, unfortunately. He's like, I'm going to go put my TikTok video with the messed up thing, and then you, you'll regret it. And then, they're like, they respond. Gordon with the, do you know who I am? No, no, I know. <laughs> so, but let me let me tell you this. is like, I was all angry because I actually did post the whole thing because you have to, right? It's like, that's the gloves are just not made to really hold up. That's why they're so low cost. They could be half the cost they sell them for. But I'm going to tell you the price was right because so those gloves I did get back. I threw them in the closet. They've never been used, the new ones. One day I was shopping at that store that always likes to sell you stuff for cheap. They had the same, well, they were different color, but they had the newer version of those gloves for like, I don't know, half off. So they were like $7. So I bought three pairs of them at $7. Even though I had this horrible RMA experience with this company, I still bought three of them because the price was right. Now, I would not have bought them for $15, which is what they go for. But when they were $7, give me three. Because they 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 can rip again and you'll have another one in your pocket. Yeah, I'll have have two backups for the original one. So I'm telling you, the price is right, even though it's terrible. That company burned me, but it's a stupid glove. It's not going to last anyway. But damn, that's a good price. Seven bucks. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's classic Gordon. Now, now he has four pairs of gloves from a company he doesn't like, but they were cheap, so he got them. <laughs> yes. Okay. Nice. I have another question too. Oh, you do? What is it? Where is this from? This is from Greg Viederman, who I assumed oh, last the week. Veed. So uh, the Veed, I assumed he wanted to know DDR4 versus DDR5, and actually I was incorrect. He finally got back to my text messaging. Those people, one of those people that text messages you and then doesn't respond for days after you've invested all the the, the time in responding. So <laughs> he did. We did had a long conversation. He's a great guy. Oh, okay. but he he up, he upgraded from an eighty eighty six k to a twelve seven hundred kf just because for no reason. Uh, he built it with DDR five and he bought two fifty six hundred kits from Amazon. And then he enabled 
the XMP, which took him to six, six, you know, DDR five, six, six. I'm not going to say 6,000 megahertz because that will make, that will make Ian very sad. He's listening. DDR five, six, six, six thousand, right? And he, it worked fine. And then he was looking at the MSI center on the motherboard and it actually said one of the modules was DDR five, six thousand. And the other one was uh, DDR five fifty six hundred, so I was like, "Oh well, they're mismatched. I need to I need to buy an actual six thousand kit." He actually goes and buys the six thousand kit, enables XMP, same brand of RAM and everything, unstable. No. Oh. So, and then he basically so his question is like, uh, he contacted the RAM maker and they said, "Well, the if the original kit was fine running at six thousand. Uh, which is interesting because it's a 5600K kit, or 5600 kit, why in the world would it be mismatched? But that ran fine at 6,000, so there's a, just run that, it should be fine. So he's like, well, should I return this, or should I return it all and just buy another kit until I get one where they're both matched and they work? So he went to know what I thought, and I was, he decided he's probably just going to stick with it, and that'd, that'd be what I would do. I would just like, yeah, if it's working, just go with it. But it is kind of a trouble troubling experience weird. to get like mismatched memory in a matched kit you know so mm-hmm. yeah it's super weird i can't I, I don't think i've ever seen that actually yeah no that that to me is it just kind of maybe just goes to show you how bad it was with you know ddr5 at launch it's gotten a lot better now but yeah i would probably do that too if it works although i don't know i, I i'd probably just again this person bought it from the a company i would just return them all and get another kit till it works because the nice thing about the a company is you could do that all time all day and every time you do it and they pay to take it back you're taking money out of <laughs> his pocket so that that is that, that might be good and then you're, you're getting what you so i might actually return it all and get what what is the correct so but it is troubling that he got mismatched memory in a match kit to me yeah if i got if i got if i bought 5600 and it was running fine at 5600 i'd just roll with it also, i wouldn't even want all that headache yeah but also uh, could it be a, a slot on the motherboard problem? Has he tried to maybe like switch the sticks <laughs> to see? You know, I I suppose it's possible he's in the wrong wrong slots, but I I doubt it. He's well, or or if it's the right slots, but maybe one slot is like has some trouble or something. So like if he switched the sticks, at least he can see. Okay, that same yeah. stick is running in a different slot, and it's still having that same problem. I guess you know? I don't know. Just I thinking. think it's a possibility, but it's unlikely. Usually, if it's unstable, it's immediately unstable. I had mm. also memory from a different... I'm not mentioning memory company intentionally because I don't want to make it seem like we're burning somebody here, but a different company, and um, the XMP profiles immediately crashed on early 690 boards. Mm. And and again, so the weird thing, though, is, so he bought the 5600 kit, and when he enabled XMP, <laughs> it had a profile of 6000 instead of 5600. So that's the weird thing is it should have been the XMP should have just been running at 5600 because that's out of spec. Right? Yeah. But it was running at 6000 and it was fine. So hmm. yeah. In a way he sort of well it probably wasn't a pre upgrade. Yeah, it's like a free upgrade. <laughs> just stick with it. Huh. So okay. <laughs> but yeah, no that's that's just a weird one. I would yeah. It is free. He's getting somewhat somewhat free performance if it's stable at 6 6000, so Maybe stick with that. Well, lucky, lucky, lucky. Uh, all right, a, a couple more, and then we'll get out of here. Um, for the show, VC Jester gave us $5 a little bit ago. I'm sorry. I totally missed that. Uh, and this was when we were talking about the gentleman who was wanting to upgrade his 
His CPU, uh, he said, and said saving three hundred dollars on up on not upgrading your PC allows you to buy forty two orders of garlic cheesy bread. There you go. Boom. I yeah. like the way you think, VC yep. Justin. What is garlic cheesy bread? Uh, Come on. Yeah, from Domino's. Gonna, oh, jeez. We're not going to answer that. Uh, and VC <laughs> Jester gave another $5. Said, uh, I don't even have uh, Jordan's number, and we're like the best friends forever. But really, you should get Brad's number. I, th- I think you guys <laughs> enjoy, it, enjoy it, too. Well, best friends forever. Wait. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm so hung up. Garlic cheese? <laughs> it's just garlic bread with cheese? Or? It's not just garlic bread with cheese. So it's actually something good that Domino's, Domino's a restaurant that I mean, makes the, uh, makes other round, com- other companies round make pie so ineffectively that they don't even call themselves that more. That company <laughs> is that the one I'm understanding you're saying is awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the end says, uh, "What kind of question is that, Gordon? God damn it! I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, right. that I don't even know how to answer to this. I mean, I, look, I you know the you know my. My bar for fast food is like I eat at Jack in a Box, and I eat the tacos at Jack in a Box after Salmonella breakouts. Oh, a lot of people. So do that. you you know that's that's my bar. <laughs> I won't ever suggest like we go to Domino's. I mean, maybe am I being a hater? Uh, uh, I like Domino's. Yeah, if, I, I've turned around on it. If you're inebriated enough, that stuff cheesy bread is wonderful stuff. Mm. <laughs> like so for me, fast, like I like for fast food pizza, and there clearly is. I like. I'm actually round table fast food pizza. Too expensive. I would rather eat at I would rather eat at round table than most pizza places in San Francisco. In fact, that's too expensive. What? Oh, is it? I I, I think it's pricey for what you get personally. Wait, so I know cheesy bread though. You can't go wrong. Yeah, true. I don't but know. I mean, round table, maybe round table less cheesy bread. I'll look it up. I doubt it, but I'm just kind of thinking. So your main reason for going to Domino's for round pie with tomato sauce is it's not my main reason Domino's is not my first pick I'm just saying like pizza I don't think for me I'm fine with cheap 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 ass pizza like sometimes there's a place for it to be like hell yeah cheap pizza that's where I'm going well we're not talking two o'clock drunk I know but I want to but but when when it's like oh you know what I'm I'm looking to spend some money on a pizza I don't go to round table. It's more like a Zachary's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, okay. so. Well, let me ask you this now. Costco pizza here, Adam. Yes. If Costco pizza's here. Yeah, cheap, cheap. Where ice. is Domino's pizza next to Costco pizza? Because Costco pizza is like, <sighs> well, that's just like free. I mean, that's yeah. what it costs. Well, it's but like I, I would dollar, say, but Costco is like, it's one thing. You know exactly what it is. You're going for that thing. Domino's at least has some variety, you know, like you can spice it up. You can change it up. You know, like Costco has a time and place, you know, but it's it's like that's all they got. Really? Kind of like, like in and out You I, go there, you get you get a burger. That's, that's I, what they know, do. You know? I'm going to have to go to Domino's again because of the last time I went to Domino's, it was very unimpressive. Like, you know, it's bad it's, when I'm I'm thinking I could make better pizza than this. So it's pretty all right, especially for like you were talking about earlier with your gloves for the price to performance ratio. I yeah. guess like, so. Yeah. <laughs> I could spend twenty bucks at Domino's and get two pizzas, some awesome cheesy bread. You know, leave four dollars for the chip, and I'm out of there for twenty five bucks or under. Yeah. So I just I'll have to go. Um, my Domino's has uh you know bulletproof glass 
in it. So, but I'm going to have to go there to see to see what it's like. All right. Well, don't go to that one. No, that's like basically every Domino's in the city well, I live in is well, got no. The, like, that's not true. Uh, hey, when I the thing about the the bulletproof glass that's bad. It's not really bulletproof. It's bullet resistant. But is it's always like they can ignore the hell out of you, like. Oh, they, they can't hear me because of the. They can't hear me because of the bulletproof glass. They can hear everything you're saying. There's a microphone on your side, but they pretend not to hear you. Right? Like, no, sorry, can't hear broken, you. It's the bulletproof glass. Broken, uh, bullet resistant. You should. You should. You should correct them. Be like, actually, bullet resistant. <laughs> uh, uh, Willis. Willis Lai uh, is actually in the other room. Uh, he says Costco pizza is better than round table pizza in his opinion. So. Uh, and also, I, I looked it up. Round table pizza it does not have cheese bread; they have garlic parmesan twists. So, yeah, a little, little, little more fancy. Not not the same thing. Uh, I will say, what was it? So, I hadn't eaten Domino's in a long time, and then we did a live PC build. Right, you know, at the early pandemic, it was like summer 2020, and you know, I did a live PC build, set it all up in my house, and and was like, oh, let's order some pizza. Elena was joining me on Zoom or whatever, and we're talking about pizza. Missing the old days, uh, you know, of building in here, and uh, and so I asked Lindsay to to order order some pizza, and and so she surprised me with a a taco seasoned one. They had like a new like taco flavoring one, and I was like, you know what, actually wasn't bad. And and she also got a like a norm a, a more like basic you know meat lovers one too. And and yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, you know what, not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was Alameda, so that may, you know maybe it was a, a nicer Domino's over there. No, no bullet resistant glass over there. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I, I guess we'll have to get that. Will be the official pizza of the build. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's that should or- be that. Let's order. We should it. do a budget. We should do a budget PC build and then order Domino's for that. There you go. Boom. All right. Well, that's, that's not the next one I'm building. <laughs> I just wonder if they were like, is were that is Domino's like? Because a lot of people, there was a lot of news made when they like removed the pizza from their name, and they also like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we do so many things. We we make other things. We don't want to be known only for our great pizza. I wonder if that's like, is that true, or did the government say you can't call this pizza? This is not legally pizza. Is that you know? Is maybe no, I think it's more happened? like I think it's more like when Radio Shack was like, "Let's be cool. Let's just call ourselves the Shack. We do way more than radio equipment." Dunkin' Donuts did that too. They just I call know. themselves Dunkin's Dunkin now. Really? Yeah, they're like, well, but I mean, yeah. but hey, the coffee is they they do yeah. you know, Dunkin' Donuts coffee is definitely mm-hmm. something like go. Domino's. I would not say has anything that's like <laughs> like that. But what is up with that Dunkin' Donuts? coffee because i've had that and when, let me, what is up with that i don't want to like brad you explain what's it to me. up You're with from that the dunkin Coast. donuts you know because i've had the dunkin donuts coffee and let me tell you it tastes like shell brand coffee i don't understand <laughs> no. What, what the, no no yes. it, it's it's like in and out it's like costco it's cheap and it's good. You you know exactly what it is. Like yes. you're not saying it's good coffee. You're just saying it's it's cheap and it's of a, a, a standard. You know. And I'm going to. This is the perfect analogy. PC nerds will understand. When you're on the road and it's four o'clock in the morning, Shell brand coffee is better than nothing. It is the 6500 XT of 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 coffee. <laughs> what? No, and I let me tell you again that's my view of the 6500 XT cuz when you need coffee to keep from crashing into an 8 we- 18 wheeler that that that's it's worth it. And but I don't understand how people can rave or even I'm never going to go to the 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 store and look like you got Shell brand coffee on the shelf? I mean, what the hell's up with that? Dunkin' Donuts is a little bit better than Shell brand coffee. 
<laughs> up here, it's a big deal. Starbucks is better. Starbucks is better. But uh, you can get some of those fancy drinks from Dunkin' Donuts. A lot of people like that. And like Adam said, it's just, you know, you go spend your couple of bucks. You know exactly what you're getting. You leave with a cup of coffee. It's good to go. It is technically coffee, and it is it is technically a GPU. And when there are no available uh, access to caffeine or GPUs, you have to be thankful for it. But it is still... I ain't going to go uh, look for, like, oh, my God, uh, 3080 uh, Ti, a 6900 XT. Give me the 6500 <laughs> XT down here next to the Shell brand coffee. Nobody, that's... I, t- I, t- I tell you what, there's, a, like, a fancy pizza place down the street from me that does, like, craft cocktails and, like, farm-to-table fancy ingredients and Ooh, stuff. And it's cool to go to. Yeah. It's actually cool to go to every now and again. But if you tell me, hey, Brad, tonight for dinner, I'm going to bring you... A Domino's, you know, large meat lovers pizza and some Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You're going to spend $12 and get all that. I'll be like, yes, that's fine. That sounds like an awesome night. I know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. And I get it. I I understand. I'm just saying I'm not sure that I, but maybe I really should go into, I have a new, by the way, uh, Full Nord brought to you by the new K-Cup series. We have Mm. Shell, Chevron, Arco, (laughs) and... What uh BP BP brand coffee? You get the whole collection of K cup. Mm. Oh. Looks and tastes like oil. Oh, I man. just don't get that. I just okay. don't understand that that Dunkin Dunkin Donuts coffee thing. I don't. I don't. For, for me, it's more like I, I like their donuts. Like that. That's you know. For me, like I I, I prefer Dunkin over a, uh, a Krispy Kreme. So yeah, like the, for me, I'm no. like, oh yeah, I'll get the donuts and go for the. Okay, yeah, I get coffee. it. I get yeah. it. It's 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 not a bad you know. It's a big combo. Brand it's a good combo. Donut, but good you know, combo. is that why you drink the coffee and you're like, man, I remember that time I did that road trip to Austin, South by Southwest, had the Shell brand coffee and a Dunkin' Donuts donut. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> makes you like nostalgic. Because well, uh, yeah, like like uh like donuts out of a uh, a gas station. Listen, I'll I'll eat a donut of gas station, but usually it's, you know, you know, so. I, I'm not yeah. going to pair a shell donut with shell coffee <laughs> and be like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, but okay. Dunkin' Donuts, I can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, now I'm hungry. Of course, <laughs> I'm always hungry, but yes, let's. Damn Gordon. your BC Jester. Oh, crap. I never even switched to the QA on the, the lower third. Anyway, oh. taking it off. Anyway, get out of here. Let's be, get out of here. Need some shell brand coffee. I know. I need some coffee. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, actually, the thing is, the Shell brand coffee is not the worst I've ever had. I will tell you the absolute worst coffee I've ever like. It's like it's programmed into my taste buds, and it is the Chevron coffee in Downeyville, California. We oh, went mountain biking up there, and it was just like. I thought you were going to say U-Ban. You no, no, man. that U-Ban was you better U-Ban. than you the Chevron. U-Ban. It was better than the Chevron coffee. <laughs> That's why I'm like. Gas station coffee is like, what do you, what do you want you go somewhere else and buy it? Okay, I'll take it because that's the way the world is sometimes. Yeah. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. PC and food talk. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And please leave a review. Every time you do, you will receive our gas station coffee K cup pack in the mail. I'm, no, you won't. I'm making that up. That's just a joke because no one would actually buy K cup coffee branded gas station. Send questions and comments to the fullnerd.pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Chargis. I would totally buy gas station branded K-Cups. At 4 o'clock Bye. in the morning. Ooh. <laughs> and Ann and Patrick Murray is uh, going to, we're all going to drive to South by Southwest and have some 4 a.m. gas station coffee. Uh, and, a, and a Winchell Donut. Somebody mentioned Winchell Donuts. Like, oh boy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get out of here. Bye. <laughs> 
I love donuts. Favorite food. 